Hi, and welcome to episode 5 of Aver Lorbird. Today, uh, we'd like to address some questions. Every day, we get a lot and a lot of questions from our viewers uh, all around the world. So we've decided to read some of these aloud and answer them today. Are you ready? Uh, yeah, so I'll start. Take the first question here. All right, so this one comes from Mary from Florida. Uh, she asks, what gives you the motivation to make your podcast? Um, just whenever we feel like it, really, right? Yeah, kind of. We don't really have motivation. All our motivation is spent with other things like music. And then whenever we just have some free time or something, or just want to talk about something, then we're like, we'll record this podcast. So yeah, they're they're definitely fun. And to be honest, I think uh, for this podcast in particular, we've had a, a little bit more motivation because we're actually recording uh, this one on top of another podcast that we've done so like a little two-in-one day thing yeah yeah that's true we we just recorded the uh the first the blah, the fourth episode like a half hour ago i don't really know yeah about a half an hour ago um anyway so yeah that's that for motivation um this next question comes from gerald of in wales uh he asks what gave you the idea to make this podcast um, um well it's funny we we had a whole different idea for this podcast before yeah like uh so around dang was it really like a maybe a year and a half ago 18 with our idea and then we yeah. decided and then we dropped it and then we decided to pick up again like yeah 2019 i don't know when yeah. 19 but like yeah we, yeah, we were going to make this uh, music discussion podcast about just random things. We wanted to, and... like, find underground music and then, I don't know, record stuff about that. Uh, and then just, yeah, talk about it and analyze it and stuff. Yeah, but um, so we slept on actually doing anything with it for a year. And then for, I think, around, you know, November, December of last year, might have been a little earlier than that. We were just like, hey, remember the podcast thing we were doing? And then, you know, we tried working on it, and then we realized that the idea wasn't very good. It was, like, so, actually pretty far. We had started to record, like, the, the, the bios of all the uh, first two musicians we had picked out and stuff, and it was going pretty well, except that we, I don't know why, but we couldn't stop laughing and couldn't get ourselves to record a proper take. Um, and then we were like, you know, I don't really want to do this. Uh, we were both like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe something without any structure would be a bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, it might be a little bit more feasible. If y'all are interested, and you probably aren't, we might release that that first blooper, you know? Uh, as yeah, like a... for real, because honestly, it's pretty freaking funny. We, <laughs> I remember all I got done, I was like, uh, so this musician is called Walking Jim Stoltz. Walking, walking, boop. Oh, frick. And then I just started laughing for like one minute. I, I don't even know. We were like in such a good mood or something. Yeah, we didn't, um, we didn't get anything done. And, yeah. you know, over-labored. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah over-labored. Yeah, that's, that's labored for you. That's the over-labored way. <laughs> anyway, next question. Uh, all right, so this one comes from Jonas, who lives in Germany. Or is it Jonas? I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's Jonas, yeah. Ooh, okay, uh, score. So have you had any bloopers or funny moments? In all honesty, yeah, like we just said there, and most of the like the real bloopers we've had, we've left in. We haven't had yeah, too many. I was, I was about to say, like, these episodes are just one long blooper. There's no structure to it or whatever. <laughs> We're not, we hold ourselves to very low standards. 
but but we have yeah. had some unreleased episodes like i think several at this point oh yeah where we just ended up going on too many tangents and different topics to yeah, actually it, have on as an episode it got like really unfocused and like judging yeah. from us that's that's it was you you couldn't listen to it like episode two i think we have a good like near how many takes i don't even know but i don't i don't that was that was a crazy episode yeah. we have so many takes of it's just going down like rabbit hole after rabbit hole for whatever reason yeah mm-hmm. um this one comes from eat from chichen itza i'm sorry if i mispronounced that i'm not really uh too versatile with the Mayan names, Mayan language. Something like uh, uh She asks, how old are you guys? Um, age is just a number, so uh, my the age that I identify with is infinity. I am a primordial deity uh, who has existed before the start of the universe. Yeah, and I forgot how old I am. Next question. Uh, so this one comes from Tyson in Arizona. What do you do when y'all are consumed by the void? Um, I embrace it. Yeah, I mean, the void's pretty cool. He's a, he's a pretty nice guy once you get to know him. He gets a super bad rap for, like, not existing in tangible reality or not being composed of regular matter. But, like, he's chill, you know? You can have a beer, you can sit down, and you can talk about things, really anything with him. He's a super he cool guy. Jack- having trouble finding conversations with him i found jazz like he knows a lot about jazz oh yeah he's, um, he's got me into a lot of like freeform jazz stuff you know yeah. uh this one comes from linda from new zealand what's it like to be a sex symbol fucking amazing it's very vibrant and uh a little bit too high-pitched for my liking i don't know i, I am i like uh, that energy is- this is this is your question here then oh yeah uh from mark from toronto how's your day i mean it's like the we've been in corona lockdown for like two and a half months so i'm kind of i'm just kind of drained i don't know yeah i'm drained but also i don't miss school that much i'm starting to slowly like start to miss the outside world and stuff i mean i i do go outside i ride my bike like every other day but you know i I don't know uh yeah i'm I'm very actually meeting my friends and stuff and um yeah starting to get with plans for what i'm gonna do when i get out of here <laughs> yeah we're i i yeah i've noticed that i'm naturally very introverted or both of us are so we can usually occupy ourselves yeah without like human interaction for pretty long periods of time i'm guessing yeah but even now like the amount of withdrawal is like starting to get to me and now i'm like thinking about like hanging out with my friends and stuff so yeah same i really want to go back to free diving and stuff um so we have uh from david from new hampshire how do you make lsd without professional tools ingredients or equipment you know um so first of all you want to grind up 150 grams of morning glory seeds or baby hawaiian wood rose seeds in 130 uh cubic centimeters of petroleum ether you want to soak those seeds for two days uh make sure to keep this in a relatively shady area, but not too cold, just kind of room temperature, you know. Um, then you want to filter the solution through a tight screen and throw away the excess liquid so you allow the seed mush to dry by itself. So there you can put it in some sunlight. Just make sure it's not like completely direct sunlight. Um, then for two days, you want to allow the mush to soak in 110 uh, cubic centimeters of wood alcohol. 
after which point you want to filter the solution again and save the liquid, which you're then going to want to label one. Um, then step seven, re-soak the mush in 110 cubic centimeters of wood alcohol for two days. After that, you want to filter and throw away the mush. Um, then you add the liquid from the second soak to the solution labeled one. Um, last two steps, pretty straightforward. Pour the liquid into a cookie tray and allow it to evaporate. And then when all that liquid has evaporated, uh, you should be left with like a yellow gum kind of, uh, which you should then scrape up and put into capsules. And you got, want to be careful here. 30 grams of morning glory seeds uh, are one trip and 15 grams of Hawaiian woodrow seeds are one trip. So don't make, mix those together probably um, unless you're able to calculate all that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you, you also want to be really careful. A lot of companies will coat their seeds with like pestilence and stuff, which you don't want to be ingesting in yourself. So make sure uh, often if you buy them from a wholesaler, they're going to be a lot cheaper and they're not going to be coated in chemicals and stuff like that. So uh, just watch out for that. Um, and then this next question. Uh, all right. So from the entire population of Sweden, you know, Notch, PewDiePie, Ava, all those guys. Uh, what's your favorite color? Um, blue. For right now, it changes just like depending on the mood, and right now it's purple. Oh wow, that's interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah mine's always been blue. I think, yeah. Hmm. Uh, this one's from Ralph from the Chinese restaurant down the road. How do you reach the ninth dimension? Ooh, okay, I can. You mind if I uh, if I take this one, maybe? Yeah, sure. You go ahead. Uh, okay, so in order to reach the ninth dimension, chances are because reaching the fourth dimension sober is already hard enough, and that's the fourth. So chances are you're probably going to need to have an out-of-body experience like sort of that powerful. You're probably going to need some drugs. Now, despite the fact that Julian just ran over an amazing LSD recipe, I actually don't recommend taking that. LSD can work, but it's honestly not as effective or specialized. Uh, personally, I recommend DNT, DMT. Um, it has a lot more sort of hallucinogenic qualities that make uh, makes the drug a little bit more potent. But if you're like short on cash, just any magic mushroom will do. So once you get there, uh, chances are you're going to be in your sort of void dimension. And that's fine. That's normal. Everybody, everybody goes there. It's like sort of your home base for various astral projection and out-of-body experiences. Uh, find out how to get out of there, though. It shouldn't be too hard. Just really get to know your subconscious. And once you're out of there, you know, whatever, you'll be in focus. Focus two, I think. There are four focuses of the fourth dimension, but we'll get into the ninth dimension. So once you're in focus two, just make sure you know how to fly, blah, 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 and ward off evil entities. Then go to focus three. And then it's just simply put, go to focus four. Just fly up once you reach focus three. And eventually you should make it. Keep in mind, focus four, like that's when you meet infinity itself. So it might be a little overwhelming, but if you just keep flying up and maybe not get, uh, <laughs> maybe not get a little uh, carried away in the whole being able to perceive infinity and like pure euphoria of that, you'll get there in no time. Uh, in terms of the outer body experience, I want to mention um, if you're able to get your hands on it, ayahuasca can also be really good. Oh, yeah, that's that's a good one, too. It is a little bit hard to get through the different focuses with ayahuasca, but uh, the ninth dimension is then also perceived a lot stronger. So, mm -hmm. um, And then, yep, this one's yours. 
Uh, from Sarah, who's in California. What's it like being such big, dumb, ugly, poopy heads? We're not those things. That's, I am that's very, really... okay. I'm very offended right now. Jeez. I work really hard to make this podcast. We are influencers. My mom says it's really good, so <laughs> I honestly, you're so mean. God, we... We run the world. Don't you understand? We're better than you, okay? You're a poopy head. You're a peepy head, too. Oh, oh my god. Oh, burn. God, that's right. Uh, get get some ice for those burns, Sarah. Ah, uh, better call the burn ward. <laughs> All right, I think. This next one is from Francois from France. Uh, how are you doing with the quarantine? Uh, yeah, we pretty much covered that earlier, I think. I... At the beginning, I, I was doing really well for a long time. I had a lot of projects to work on and stuff. But now the schoolwork is getting extremely stressful, and uh, I'm starting to have panic attacks, uh, which I've never had before. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, schoolwork is definitely, like, they're piling that shit on. Yeah, it's, like, more than we do on any normal day. Mm. Um, uh, oh, then, yeah, my, yeah, this sorry. Is- uh, from Jessica in Austin from Texas. We have two cats. I already know. Like, tell me something I don't know, Jessica in Austin from Texas. I know who y'all are. Uh, don't ask out. Um, next question? Sure. Uh, from the two people over the age of 10 who ironically play Fortnite, how did y'all get into music production? Uh, I started in like 6th or 7th grade. And when I was listening to a whole lot of lo-fi and I thought I could do that, so I tried making lo-fi and I uploaded a lot of that to SoundCloud under the name Tamago K. <laughs> long story behind that name. Uh, and yeah, I a long time later, I well, a long, long time later, you know, let's, let's start from the beginning. So I watched a lot of like Andrew Huang videos and stuff, so I kind of figured out how Ableton works. But I really started with Launchpad. I, I saw all these, like, Launchpad videos, and I was like, that's so cool, I want to do that. So I bought, like, the oldest Launchpad that exists and thought I could make that, which I couldn't because I had the free version of Ableton, which is, isn't is actually that limited, uh, but in this case it is. Um, yeah, so I was working with Launchpad for a while and stuff, and then after a while, I have no idea how I got there, but I started making ambient music, I think kind of by accident. I hadn't even listened to any ambient music. I was like, maybe I can like make a soundscape or something. Uh, so I posted that and then deleted all my uh, lo-fi stuff because I realized how cringe it was and then changed my name and changed my brand. And that's kind of how I got to that. And I'm kind of still getting into music production because there's like so much I don't know and so much to, to learn still. Okay. Uh, I guess. Uh, so right around the time, like seventh or eighth grade, I was, like, super into meditation. And you know, like, those binaural beat two-hour things that, like, yeah, I yeah. I was, like, I, I, for some reason, I started getting really interested in, like, making those. So I actually, I knew that, like, Julian, side note, this is, like, when Julian and I started making friends. These two incidents are heavily, like, origins are heavily correlated. But I knew Julian was, like, this weird artsy person. So he'd be the only person, the only, like, uh, human on planet earth that like wouldn't question me if I went over to him and was like pitch this idea so I asked him and I was like hey uh, do you want to make this uh, 
super weird ambient project with me. And I was like, we can call it Rob Lee Siobhan or whatever. Yeah, I remember this exactly. Like one day in English, you came over to me and you were like, I have a cool IT and I'm like, all right. And then you were like, okay, so I want to make music and pretend to be this meditation guru. Yeah. <laughs> from Ravioli Chevron. And I was like, what the heck? This is such a weird idea. I'm in. <laughs> and over the course of like five months, we like, I went over to his house because I, he had a DAW and I didn't at that point. And uh, we just, you know, banged out an entire album. It's really bad, by the way. Don't listen to it. It's 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 pretty. It, yeah, I I think that was even before I really started making ambient. I'm not I'm not really sure. So it, I guess that's how it started. Yeah, I mean maybe, but so it's bad. But anyway, that's how I started like getting to know Ableton just from like stuff that he taught me. Then eventually. I got my own computer later that year with a launch key and like Ableton Live Lite. So I made like really uh, like shitty experimental music and. <laughs> hey, okay. No, your, your early stuff was also pretty good. I, I do like the uh, Simple Tales the best so far, I think. And then the, the stuff after like your newest songs, uh, I like those as well. Aww. But your, your early stuff was pretty good. Like, I don't know my early stuff I'm conflicted with because it's actually the closest I've been to like normal ambient stuff, but it's also really different. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I like it. It's like, like uh, Misty Mountains or uh, Shards. No, I like those. No. And definitely like a lot of the stuff off of VHS or no, uh, yeah, off the VHS stuff off of was... can or like off of candles uh, or whatever, really. I hate VHS. It's like my thing with VHS, it sounds nice and it's actually one of my best songs. Um, however, <laughs> I put no effort into it. I downloaded a program that Andrew Andrew, Andrew Huang made where it tracks colors in videos called Midio. Uh, and I thought, hey, that's cool. So I pulled a random video I had lying around on my computer, which happened to be like this video of a paused VHS tape, uh, which had like the static going up and down. So I just threw that in there and it produced this thing. Then I put an effect on it to make it all quantized to a nice um, scale. I took some notes out that were like way too high and some that were way too low and then added random percussion sounds and that was it. And it, the whole thing took me like an hour. I mean, some of the stuff off of Simple Tales literally took less than an hour too. I won't say which song. Oh, well. <laughs> Ironically, one of my best songs on SoundCloud. That was the one I put the least effort into. Yeah, yeah so it would be like that. Yeah, but I definitely like uh, your early stuff. It's it's definitely ambient in my mind, but it's it's different from a lot of like what you think is ambient. I don't know. Yeah. And then after yeah, I've only really started to listen to ambient, and I'm like, this stuff's different. Uh, wow. And like, I like it a lot. I want to do stuff like that, but also I want my music to be like more experimental, experimental, and have like more variation and stuff. So I'm also trying to work on that. I don't know. I'm having like a lot of conflict with my style right now, but I don't want to go into that because that's just going to take hours. Yeah, I don't know. I've, I've taken a lot of influence from ambient, mainly not really style, but more just production and maybe a few like compositional aspects. But I, I really don't know what to even classify my music as. Electronic, of course, yeah. but like, what does that say? I made it with a DAW, like... I don't know. It's it's very not calming. Well, I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, back to the story. Like, so for the past year and a half, I've just been practicing with Ableton and learning new stuff about like music production and I don't know, all this random thing is just random stuff as a whole. And I've been making more music and, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I've been like trying to do different things and different techniques and I tried to make a tape loop today which didn't work for a while but then it worked and I'm very happy with that so I'm going to see where that goes. Oh yeah, I saw that on your yeah. uh, Insta. Yeah, your your uh, your art account. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, so I guess unless you have anything else to say we can move on to the last question here. Uh, all right. Uh th- oh wait, this one's yours. Yeah, sorry. Okay. From Ruth of Germany. Beans? Beans. Beans. Thanks for listening. (laughs)